Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, I'm Dominic Shaw, Gazette Borough writer, joined by another Gazette Borough writer, Philip Tallentire, and Borough season ticket holder, Chris Garbett, who was in the front of the queue to get your ticket for the home on a way left this week. <laughs> no problems? No, no, obviously a little bit nervy for the away leg. Um, obviously the demand's been pretty high for for that this week, but managed to managed to secure two for me and my old man. So looking for a trip, looking forward to the uh, trip to Villa Park on Tuesday. Hopefully three nil up. <laughs> yeah, Borough's uh, two thousand allocation sold in less than ten minutes, I think, uh, when they went on sale the other night. Um, we'll get straight into it then. Obviously looking ahead to both ties. Steve Bruce and Tony Pulis have both uh, addressed the media and and looked ahead to the game. Um, we'll start with with what Pulis said immediately after the draw at Switch Garbs. Um, that Villa are big favourites. That Villa have the best squad in the in the league. It was, does he mean that? Is that mind games? Um, I think it, you know. As, as soon as the final whistle went at Portman Road on Sunday, attention turned straight to uh, to, to this two-legged tie, and I, I think that that was the start of the mind games. Really, um, you know, I think Pulis likes to be seen as us going in as, as the underdogs. You know, he's asked for that sort of raucous underdog atmosphere at the Riverside tomorrow. Um, he also mentioned, you know, the the, the, the talent that, that Aston Villa have got in their squad um, I think that that is probably maybe off the backside of people saying that about him all the way through the second half mm-hmm. of this season you know that's something that's been mentioned about the money that we've spent here Aston Villa in a very similar situation have spent a lot of money so he's maybe just sort of dampening the pressure um, taking the weight of the shoulders off his team a little bit and uh, you know that that that's followed suit all week you know I, I think that that's the, the the tone that he's he's probably trying to to set before for tomorrow's first leg. What do we reckon, Phil? Is there more pressure on Villa or is it saying both teams? Well, I think if you look at it with the neutrals uh, viewpoint, I think both teams are under intense pressure. I mean, Villa because they're Villa, because the 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 are big expectations. Um, I mean, when they came down, everyone was talking about what was being a basket case, weren't they? You know, they had big big financial problems. Um, you know, they came down in, in, in desperate fashion. Um, so. I know a few people have said if they don't go up this season, it could it could be it could be a long old fight for them to get out of the championship. I think there is pressure on them. I think Steve Bruce is a great operator. I think he's done a good job there. Um, obviously, we don't see them week in week out, but it is a, it is a good squad. You know, when you've got players of the calibre of you know Codger and people like that, you only have to look Grealish, and, yeah. Um, but I think there's pressure on Middlesbrough as well. You know, they spent big in the summer, spent a lot of money. Um, you could question whether that's being spent wisely. Um, I do think. They spent enough money in the right areas to be competitive this season because, as we've seen, they haven't played particularly well for large stretches of the season. Yet they've finished fifth, so that tells you a little bit about the quality of the championship this season, which I think's been poor. I think it shows a lot about Tony Pulis's nous that he's got the starting to get the best out of that sort of disparate group of players who who are starting to look like a unit. I mean, who will be the most disappointed? Um, I think there is a case to say that you know, I mean, obviously we is people who watch and report on Middlesbrough would be massively disappointed not to be in the Premier League next season but I don't think it's I don't think it's a huge huge disaster um, is it a disaster for Villa I mean only they'll know how much financially they've got invested in this current squad and 
you know, whether they can keep the good players. That's mm. that, that, that's one of the important things, is it? About yeah. is about getting back in the Premier League. It's keeping your star <coughs> players. I mean, we, we we wouldn't expect to keep, for example, more yeah. Bessic if Borough don't go up. Uh, I think we'd uh, struggle to hold on to Dharma Triori even if Borough do go. But particularly, yeah. um, you know, what are the, what are the ambitions of the players? And also, there are players within that team who you know starting to come t- towards the end of their their, their natural shelf life. I'm thinking of people like Grant, who's been a fantastic servant. Stewie, Stewie's getting older. Yeah. Um, George Friends not getting any younger. Those kind of players as well. Are they are they going to be up for another sort of s- a season in the championship? So, I think it's I think it's an interesting argument to have who's under most pressure. I think what Steve Bruce and Tony Pulis will be as football men, experienced, vastly experienced football men. They'll be desperate to get out of the championship. They'll both be desperate to be back well, in the both Premier League. themselves as Premier League managers, yeah. and rightly so. Yeah. Well, I'll put that to you, Tom. I mean, you know, as as, as Middlesbrough fans, I. Personally, the, the the you know the, the sort of atmosphere, the feeling amongst the fans that you that, that you, you speak to in, at work and in pubs and at the matches and so on and so forth is that Tony Pulis has only had five months worth of work on this team. He's brought in one player, so I think there'd be more of an acceptance at Borough that if Borough don't go up this season, he's done well to get us where we are because you know when, when he took over at the turn of the year, Borough weren't getting in the playoffs, were they? So, yeah, they weren't that you know, far off though were they no, no but, but the feeling were, um, yeah, yeah, yeah they weren't getting that, no. that amongst they weren't getting in the playoffs so I think that you know if, if Middlesbrough were to go out over two legs against Aston Villa or, or, or lose at Wembley again um, then I think there will be more of an acceptance amongst Borough fans and maybe the people around this area that you know he's done well to get us where we go where we did get to this season we go again next year whereas mm. I think Villa fans uh, you know I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm sure that the people in the club and, 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 and in Birmingham who are Aston Villa fans are, are more desperate and more expectant to, to be getting promoted out well, of the Well, I think the other, the other thing, and you touched on it there, is um, oh, not to say that there would, would ever be a, an acceptance that this Borough team, because Borough were, I thought, woefully underachieved in the first half of the season with that group of players. Mm. Um, but I think there was an acceptance for long stages of the season, as, late, as, as recently as early April, that this Borough team weren't going mm. on. You know, the defeat at Sheffield United, Borough looked nothing like mm. promotion contenders that day. Well, I don't so I think there's been a, an acceptance for the majority of the season that Borough aren't going up. So that doesn't that that that's not to say that now you get in the playoffs, you think, oh well, if we get beat, it doesn't matter. No, of but course. Suddenly, it almost feels like mm. anything else is is a bonus. Well, you, Whereas Villa have been there thereabouts. I mean, they, they, they got themselves. They've, they've had a few blips, haven't they? The most yeah. damaging one, I think, was that run at the end of March when I think they, they picked up one point out of three games mm. against Hull, QPR, and Bolton, maybe. Um, but they've they they've been secured a playoff place for a long yeah. while, haven't they? Yeah, it's and, almost, and it's how you respond to that, isn't it? It's almost as if Borough are bouncing into this, where we've been given like a little bit of a second bite of the cherry. I, I said this about Derby, which is in, in you know when when Borough went to Derby three weeks ago and beat them, that was, that was almost like the acceptance that like they're going to blow it and, and, and they're not going to get in the top we six. We said so, in this forum, didn't we? That yeah, gone. Yeah, they had gone. So you know the couple. Of, Decent results that they've had over the last three, four weeks. Almost of a sudden, they've got like a little bit of a second wind and they're bouncing into the playoffs. And 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 we are here, you know, five, six weeks ago, getting beat at Sheffield United. Borough, Borough, we're not getting in the top six, and that, you know, now we find ourselves here. The worry, the, so, the big question is for me, Chris, is that have they got another one of those Sheffield United performances left left in them? Because, you don't come back from it because well, you lost too long. Yeah, you put you yeah. in. It, 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 it was the manner of the performance thing, wasn't it? I mean, the derby, the derby result set aside. Borough haven't been fantastic under Tony Pulis. They've been functional. They've been effective. 
Um, they've kind of done enough, um, and, and that makes you think: is that other is, is that is that what they are? Are they, are they not getting any better than that? Um, there are, you know, he found a way of playing, hasn't he? But you, you're thinking, you know, there's still players in that team. You think I'm not sure, you know, how how good they can really be. Mm. You know, is there anybody there who isn't fulfilling the potential? Is anybody on the sidelines who hasn't come in? Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an intriguing one with Burrow because it's it purely just purely just walked through the door, put his stamp on the team, got shot of a few faces he didn't fancy. Mm. And by and large, he's kept the same group together, hasn't he? So, um, I'll put this to you: how much how much do you guys think of how much does the season now have a bearing on, on on what we face over the next five days? Do you rip that up, and is it just whoever turns up over the next two 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 games goes to Wembley, or because? You, you sort of do want to bounce into the plus with a little bit of momentum. But was, we've, you know, we, we've seen that the, the year, three, four years ago when we got to Wembley and got beat off Norwich and got completely outplayed at Wembley, we did the double over them. I that think year. I think it's all it's all about. And I mean, the, the, that is the perfect example. It and, and Bruce touched on, touched on this a lot in his presser. It's how you handle the occasions. Yeah. You? And Borough simply didn't handle that occasion. They got it all wrong. They turned up late. Yeah. I thought they'd been at, uh, in London far too long. I think mm. they got London the Friday before the Monday game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playoff. For, for yeah, me, you, you yeah. treat it as you would any other game, and as soon as you start doing it differently to that, mm. the players are suddenly aware that this this means more. They, we all know it does, mm. but you, you know if you usually if for for a London game, Borough usually travel down the night before, get the plane down, fly down, yeah. uh, stay over the night before, go to the game. If you get to Wembley, mm. do that, do yeah. do that. For, it's another fixture, isn't Villa it? Villa away yeah. Monday night, go down, have the night, and then relax during the day on Tuesday and yeah. you play your game. I mean, it's I all about handling the occasion, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, th- I think for me, you, in, interestingly, you touch on that point about you know Borough bouncing the plus. I thought you saw the best and worst of Borough and Ipswich in a lot of respects. You saw them slow out the traps. Fifteen minutes, they, they were kind of fall back. They were, yeah, they were really average. Um, I mean, well, well played Ipswich for, for for you know for for really for what was a meaningless game for them for, for giving it a go. And their manager will be pleased with that. But Borough took fifteen twenty minutes too long to get going, and then they showed great spirit. To find a way, and I, yeah. I, I kind of feel that's one. Of, it's one of these seasons. Borough keep finding a way to score in the six minute stoppage time. Now people might say, "Well, it's no real difference playing Fulham or Villa." Well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I think if we've been sat here um, under the shadow of a two-one defeat against an Ipswich team who, let's face it, have, you know, spent the last two or three weeks on the beach more or less, um, we, I think we'd have a different attitude, wouldn't we? We, we? It is something to hang on to say. You know, Borough did come from behind twice. You can question, you know, the manner of the goals and the type of goals Borough conceded. But there, there is a there is a, a resilience about this team yeah. now that wasn't there. There is a strength in. I think I think picking the same ten eleven players every week has a massive impact in terms yeah. of the belief. You know, th- those players know that barring an absolute disaster, they're not going to be dropped. If they put a shift in for Tony Pulis, he'll he, he likes and respects them, and I think that it's coming coming back that the players like Tony Pulis. Well, He's well, a players that, manager. On that, we we now know the team for, for yes. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what do we make of that? Um, well, the, I mean, it was set in stone, really, isn't it? The, the, only, the only question yeah, to Brit be, Bamford. Yeah, the, 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 the only, dialogue, the only yeah. question to be answered was: Is it going to be Bamford or or a Sombolonga? Um I wouldn't have minded either way, to be honest. I think they're both scoring goals. They're both firing. They're both fit. They're both hungry. So that does that wouldn't have bothered me that you know the way he decided that. I think what what was interesting the last game of the season and, and both Bruce and Pulis have both had their own sort of way of looking at it and way of handling it is you know Villa made eight changes on on Sunday they got beat so you know they're coming into this where 
a lot of their big hitters, their big players, the main players haven't kicked the ball for 14 days. They're coming off the back of a, of a defeat where Pulis has sort of gone in and said, same 11, strongest 11, don't, you know, don't lose, carry on the momentum that we've had over the last sort of three or four weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how both teams, you know, how the mindset is. You know, will, will that affect Aston Villa? Um, or are they going to be sort of refreshed and, and, and buoyant after a little bit of a break and, and ready to go again tomorrow? It's, it's you know, it, they've, they've both sort of approached it in different ways, haven't they? But Borough have been, you know, the, the perfect example of fortune and misfortune in the second half of the season, haven't they? Because Rudy Gestead gets that injury when it looked like he was going to be nailed on the, the Dirk Pulis's first choice. In comes Patrick Bamford. Yeah. Bamford looks like the player who set the league alight a few weeks ago. Has that obviously injury that thankfully didn't look as bad as, as it did. Thankfully wasn't as bad as it looked at the time. Um, but he, he's lost his spot in the team, and, and, and in comes Britta Sambalonga. Credit to him. What a boost for a Sambalonga to get that nod the day before. What, what, a, what frustrating setback for Bamford these well, last few weeks. I think it goes back to what I was saying before about the squad. Or, you know, there's lots of faults with the squad, but there are players who've been able to come in and do a job, and a lot of, a lot of managers wouldn't have that luxury. You could name five or six managers in the Championship. If they lose their main striker, that's it, they've had it yeah. for the rest of the season. Burr have been able to, you know, I mean, many people, me included, felt like Gestead wasn't the best player to play up front for Burr, but that was Tony's choice. He went with him. When he got injured, he could call upon Bamford or Somba Longa. Mm. Most managers would just give the left arm for that sort of luxury to have that talent on the bench. Um, and he, he, as, he, as many managers have pointed out yeah, this season, you know, and he's also had the situation where he's been able to almost rotate Ledbetter and Clayton, two vastly experienced championship players, and uh, you could say that's maybe brought the best out of Clayton because he's had to respond when he's come back in the team, and I think he's been good since he's come mm. back in the team. And you just wonder if that was, you know, maybe had he got a little bit blase about, you know, well, I'm I'm Middlesbrough's number eight, I'm going to turn up every week, and you know, I'll be in the team, and the, 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 having that. Luxury, so to speak, has is, is, is been a big thing. And um, Pulis isn't daft, he knows, he knows which players he can rely on, rely on which he can't. But I think it's great also. You talk about luck, and is it luck or is it good, is it good management, good, good medical health care? That Burr have only really got one senior player missing yeah. you know, after 46 games. That's mm. pretty impressive, really. That, you know, I don't know, as I say, that, that there must be something. Because Borough keep getting their team out on the pitch, mm. and that that's a huge factor. Right, let's talk Adama Adorma then. Um, we asked Matt Kendrick of Birmingham Live earlier this week who who we'd rather have in the Villa team at the minute, Adama Traore or Albert Adorma. Uh, I have a feeling I know which way this uh, this one will go. But Gabs, um, do you know what? Like, I, I loved Albert when he was here. I did. Um, a lot of people compare that you know that that swap deal that we did with Villa. You know, Albert for 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 Adama. I don't think it was the, the circumstances that that, that then transfers went were under was was different because Aston Villa were in the Championship and Middlesbrough were a Premier League team at the time. So Albert started last season in the in, in the Premier League. He sort of played a couple of games in he in and out the team and then obviously and and then was was sold on. Whereas I, I think we he was sold to he was sold to Aston Villa as. A high-performing electric winger in the championship level who knows that, the division, who knows the division but was looking like he probably couldn't quite cut it at Premier League level. I think that was an acceptance when when he was sort of Villa. Do you think? See, I, see, I think Adorno would have been worth a shot in the Prem. I don't know. I think Borough missed I think, him. I, I, think, I think there's two two the issues. With the, I think there's two issues on Adorno. Was one was he'd been looking to get away for a long time. So I know Borough in the Premier League. It was strange that he stepped down a division, but he had. For a couple of years, had his eye on getting a move. Secondly, he clearly didn't have a relationship with Aitor Karanka. 
going mm. back to the season before that, the fallout. you know, the, the big fallout, the big disagreements. You know, he was sent to train with the kids, wasn't he? So, you know, there's no two ways about that. Um, and those those are the kind of things that you have to factor in with the transfer. I think it's coincidence that one came in and one went out. Yeah, it was different circumstances. You know, it's, yeah. it's not as if like if it if it was now and, you, and, you, and halfway through this season they swapped. That was a straight swap. Two teams going for championship, but it was different think, when, when the think, transfers went through. I think I think Adoma would have done better in that season than Triori would have done because Triori would have performed in about two or three matches. In re- reality, mm. when he was good, he was outstanding against Arsenal, for example, Manchester City away. Um, there was a couple of occasions where his, his pace looked phenomenal, Tottenham. but really he was nothing more than an impact sub for a lot of the season. Mm. I think Adorma, had he been around, would have would have proved his, his usefulness by being a reliable player on the right-hand mm. side. Well, Having said that, he'd have probably missed out, Giovanni would have played on the right anyway, so it's, it's, it's hypothetical now. The, but yeah, the inter- I think the interesting thing about comparing them this season as well is... Um, you know, people look at the stats and, and, and what's gone through, assists, you know, goals scored, so on and so forth... Um, Adama Adama's season has been from January yeah. hasn't it you know Pulis came in after Monk left in, at the end of December um, I mean Triori has, since since January has just been absolutely demolishing everything in his path hasn't he um, and you know that's probably things that, that you know if Villa haven't seen a lot of Borough this season then the 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 it, the image of him will probably be yeah he's quick and he can take a few people on but he doesn't deliver but he really has been on the nail, I mean, he's been getting sort of assists week in, week out, two at a time. He's been scoring <coughs> goals and just and absolutely tearing everything. Yeah, because on, because on that, Villa haven't seen the best of Traore no. either because he obviously got sent off in that first game, uh, which was a shame because it came on the back of that blistering Bolton performance, which was really his only real standout showing under Monk. Um, and the second game obviously came very, very early in Pulis's reign before the manager really had a chance to get his to get his mitts on him. Um, so, so, so. Triore is coming up against. He's got to handle the occasion because there's no doubt he's going to be absolutely desperate to prove his yeah. prove his point. But you can go in or over egged up as he was in that as game. He was at Villa Park, Park. Yeah. Villa, on the other hand, have, have, have now got to contain a player who they haven't come up against because the Triore of old was nothing like the Triore of now. It's an interesting dynamic on both parts, isn't it, Phil? Yeah, it is. I just wonder if if, if we're more reliant on Triori than they are are on Adorma. Oh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Yeah. So, so that that, that, that so they, they'll be thinking if you. I don't, think Borough more reliant on Triori than most teams, teams than anybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I go back to that. Is that not testament to how good he is? Though, well, you know? or or, or over reliant Borough on him. Well, no, perhaps. of course. But if if if. if if you've got a world, if you've got a worldie in your team, you're going to be relying no, on that. No, that's true. But it goes back to the. I've been saying this for a few weeks now. Getting Triari off that four-match ban was the turning, possibly the yeah. turning point of the season. As much as Bamford coming into form, as much as Triari coming into form, as much as more Besic being a bit making an impact, Triari not missing four games mm. was huge, surely because. As you just said, he was pretty much Burr's only outlet, and he's the one player who frightens the opposition to death. I mean, obviously, the different ends of their careers, aren't they? Adama's approaching the back end of his career, you would suggest. Adama. Sorry, yeah, uh, uh, Albert Adama. And uh, Adama, Adama Traore um, is, is really just at the start of his career with yeah. so much to offer. Mm. Um, I mean, I like that. You know, we've discussed this many, many times. I mean, for me, Adoma was a more effective player in his first season under Karanka, and you know when it's he was. Good job, Anthony Biggerson. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, it's, we've, we've debated this long and hard, but I don't. You know, all I'll say is that um, he reduced his stats in half, didn't he? In, his, in one season, but, he half yeah. half his goals and half his assists. So if that's improving a, an attacking player, I'm not sure what is. But that 
I get what Aitor wanted. He wanted a player who worked harder. But you know, in a team in a team with pretty much seven defenders, you need everybody else to defend as well. So that that's gone now. That's history. Mm. But I do think Adama, if we're talking about him, was when he well, that was when he looked his best. When he had a little bit of a, a free reign. Maybe he didn't work as hard defensively as he perhaps should have done. But he was contributing at the end of well, the pitch. What, that's what Pulis has said to him, hasn't he? You know. He, Maybe it's the restraints and the, and the tactical restraints that he was under under Karanka. Do what you're good at. I think Pulis has come in and said, look, you know, you, you're absolutely frightening going forward. You just concentrate on doing that. You've got midfielders and defenders behind you that can, that can you know, mm. keep the ball out of our net. You just go and do what you're good at. But, and what that is, is absolutely terrorising you know, yeah. terrorising defences to, to, to death. And I think on that credit to Ryan Shotton, because at times yeah. it can't be too easy playing behind a player on the Triore. First of all, you can't keep up with him. And secondly, mm. he, he is unpredictable, isn't he? But, but Shotton's been yeah. solid when, in, in kind of quickly established that link-up yeah. between him, that, that understanding, and, and had a good second half of the season. Um, I mean, what I would say slightly in Karanka's favour is in defence is that Triore's playing second division football at the moment. It's a different level. It's a different, you know. You know, I'm not saying that 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 takes anything away from what he's done in this second half of the season because it doesn't. It's been fantastic. I think he'd have done that to most defenses. But to be fair, you know, if his, his big test will be whether it's with Burr or somebody else next season. If he's back mm. in the Premier League, he'll have to do it, and he can't disappear for three or four weeks at a time. Yeah. You know, which he's capable of doing, and even even over the second half of the season, there was a couple of occasions where it started catching up with him. I think that was just because. He'd never played that volume of games for yeah. so long. I think he just yeah. took it out of his. Got the international call. You know, his, his afterburners. You know, um, got corked up a bit, didn't they? You know, after as you say, the, the Spanish call up. But that will be the big test moving forward. I mean, but when he's on, he's on his knees. He's, he's a phenomenal talent, and um, you know, I can guarantee you that Steve Bruce, Steve Agnew, Colin Calderwood will all be sat around over the past week thinking. How are we going to nullify his threat? Just briefly on, on attacking midfielders and danger men. We talked about Albert Adorma, but, but the real threat when you look at the stats and the numbers is probably Robert Snodgrass for Aston Villa, who Borough obviously wanted to sign last January, I think yeah. it was, when yeah. Borough were absolutely crying out for creativity. Um, he's been a really, really shrewd bit of business mm-hmm. for Villa, hasn't he? Yeah, good player. Yeah. Um, <coughs> a Premier League player, for me, in my opinion. Um, I think he offers. Uh, he offers he offers assists on a regular basis he scores goals he knows where the net is he can cross the ball he looks to get forward so that you know we, we speak about this dossier that um, that Villa have had and I, I would imagine a, a big chunk of that dossier that Villa have got will be on Adama Traore and I guarantee whatever dossier Borough have got tomorrow it'll be on nullifying the threat of, uh, of, of Robert Snodgrass um, I would like to hear it was it was it when he went to West Ham instead yeah, yeah. Stamp didn't work out. Yeah, for him. because Hull wouldn't sell him to Borough. Hull wouldn't sell him to Borough, would they? Because obviously we were sort of like battling there to stay in the, in the Premier League at that time. So yeah, he, he's a player that, that we're going to need to keep an eye on tomorrow. Um, but look, Aston Villa have got a wealth of talent going forward. You know, Jack Grealish, another one who, who Borough are really going to have to, to to stop tomorrow. But I'm, I know for a fact that you know if Snodgrass is on his game, Borough will do well to to to, to, to cut out his. Uh, his creativity definitely and another player with a cultured left boot to kind of term Phil Stewart Downing obviously formerly of Aston Villa scored the goal at Ipswich last weekend it's, it's you know to think at the start of the season he was wasn't so much on the fringe he was completely out of the picture and told he could leave uh, you know, we talk about the over-reliance on Traore Downing's always got a key role well, I, think his, I think his role over the first half of the season is in danger of being overlooked because of Adama Traore's impact over the second half of the season 
Downey was unquestionably Borough's most consistent player, certainly in the attacking sense, yeah. over the first half of the season. Him and the Sombolonga, anyway. Sombolonga obviously had a quiet December, but um, and, and when you when you factor in the that the fact that he was basically told to train with the kids because he wouldn't get he wouldn't you know do as he was told and go to Birmingham. Um, for him to come up, come back into the team, and he's, he hasn't really kicked off. He hasn't made a fuss. He's just got on with it. And um, I think he's, he, you know, he, 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 when the story of this season's written, that deserves a chapter of mm. its own. Um, I do think he's become slightly less influential as Trior has become more influential. But he scored the goal against Ipswich. He got a goal against Forest, which I'm sure he enjoyed massively. He's still a quality player. Um, you see his contribution in other games. You know, it, it does go under the radar because he's not mm. a flashy player. Yeah, he rarely wastes the ball. He reads the game so well. Um, you speak any manager who's managed him, with the possible exception of Brendan Rodgers, and they'll tell you he's one of the he was one of the first names on their team sheets. Mm. Now that doesn't happen because people like somebody. That happens because they mm. really value what he does. And you're talking about managers like Kenny Dalglish, for example, Martin O'Neill, um, Sam Allardyce. Wiley long-term operators, you know, Steve McLaren realised how important he was. Managers down throughout his career have valued what he contributes. And I know he's getting towards the end of his career. I think he'll be 34 this, this year. And he, he won't be able to go on forever. But I'll tell you what, would have missed him this season. Hmm. And uh, he took a lot of stick last season. He took a lot of stick in the summer. And uh, he just, just got on with it. And uh, I like to hear it when he goes off sometimes, and the Borough fans still sing he's one of our own because I think, I think that's recognised that you know he he genuinely cares about the club and wants them to do well. well you don't play thirty odd games for England and go to European Championships and play in World Cups and go for twenty million pounds to Liverpool if you're not you know if you haven't got a bit about you have you so he's had a great career. I think his role's changed. You know he's not that sort of blistering winger that goes past people anymore, is he? And and he, he still cross the ball from 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 dead. Uh, his delivery is still fantastic. Um, he very, very rarely gives the ball away. He also, you know, he, 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 his defensive duties are, are pretty sound too. He gets back and helps there. So uh, yeah, um, you know, Stuart Downing, I'll, I'll always have a lot of time for him. Yeah. We'll wrap up. What what's a good result for Borough this weekend? What's a bad result for Villa? <laughs> God, yeah. I'll take a one goal lead now. If if Borough can take a one goal lead mm. down to Villa Park. We talked about pressure earlier. For me, that lumps a load of pressure on Villa, and that gives you that lovely opportunity or, or, uh, to, to, to to hit a team on the break when they're looking for a goal. Mm. It's a difficult. What if Borough got a goal lead? You know how they're going to set up. They're going to keep it tight. They're going to, you know, they're going to they're going to get men behind the ball, and they're going to when the chance comes. You talk about Triari. You've got that pace to burn. You know, fitness permitting, if he gets through the first leg foul, which I'm sure he will, you've got that pace to burn that can hurt a team who are looking for the goal. And suddenly, mm. if you get the second on the road, that's a game changer, isn't yeah. it? Bernie Slavin, our columnist, obviously said this week that a draw wouldn't be a disaster for Borough in the mm. first leg. Um, you know, all, all the different permutations have been going round and round in my head ever since, ever since the final whistle at Ipswich, really. Um, Borough have already shown twice this season that they can go to Villa and get a result. Um, obviously knocking them out of the League Cup and it, I know that was a, a sort of different team but it was for Borough too it wasn't Borough's first team um, and then going down to 10 men after so early on um, in the league game and showing that we can eke out and, and, and stop them and get the, get the result so you know there is that but then Villa have also shown that they can come to the Riverside and on the night when I thought Borough played pretty I well actually well. Yeah, um, Bruce described that as a classic away performance yeah. it was exactly that yeah, the, yeah the nullified Borough and, and, and obviously got the win so look it's 
if I, I wouldn't be too disheartened if it was a draw tomorrow. I'd love to take a lead to Villa Park, um, but it's, I, I honestly can't call it me. I, I, you know, sometimes you look and you think they're probably favourites, or but I personally do not think you can split this tie. I think it's it's fifty fifty. A perfect way to wrap up. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Garbs. Enjoy the weekend.